0: Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. I love that, <laughs> and and you have your own you have your own little other podcast going on yes, now, right? Yes, 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 yes. You yes, want to give are, it? A, you want to give it a shout out? <laughs> we're in competition, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you no, should no. you should give it a shout out. It's with uh, it's with your good friend. Yeah, with Fabrizio Romano, yes, yes. And you're talking transfers all the time. Of course. <laughs> what, what, what else, Francesco? What else can what I else? do in my life? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. Should we talk Maradona then? Yes,
1: yes. I'm super happy for that. Thank you because it's been a really crazy days, and uh, I'm happy to talk about it. Oh so yeah, no, no,
0: no, me too. Um, so yeah, joining me in court on today's one football podcast special is Francesco Porzio. Hello, hello everyone. And we're we're here to talk about Maradona. Um, yesterday we did the podcast, and uh, we with uh, with Joanna and Marcus, and we we touched upon his skills and his legacy and uh, his faults and everything that went into him as, as a person. Uh, today, we're going to focus on what was maybe uh, the most interesting part of career, his career and that was his time at Napoli. Um, mm-hmm. it, before that, Francesco, uh, you're obviously in Italy, you're back there. Um, how has the news been greeted there? Because it's a country he's so identified with.
1: Yes, I would say that more than a country that he's identified with, there is a city which mm. is identifies, which is Naples. Yeah. I mean, if you go in Naples, I don't know if you ever went there.
0: I've never been, uh, no, I'd love to go, but never you, been.
1: You should go now because, uh, especially after this, because uh, I think I want to go to Naples too very soon. <laughs> when is that, that will be possible, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see uh, entire restaurants named after Maradona. Uh, you can see like uh, um, uh, Mor- uh, Morales uh, in the mm. city. You can see uh, you can you can really breathe Maradona everywhere. Like people are so very connected with Maradona because Maradona was not just a player. And I think we're going to talk later about this uh, in Naples. So uh, how, how the news was um, received here, it's crazy, I think, because in Naples, uh, uh, you know, there, are, there is a red zone right now for the, for the virus, uh, so people shouldn't go out. But yesterday, everyone was out. And honestly, uh, I'm re- really one of the uh, person who follow the rules of coronavirus for example Mm. but I justified what happened yesterday because Maradona was something else in Italy in in Naples Uh, Maradona was someone that changed the culture of the city and uh, so it was like someone of, uh, of one of the closest uh, person in your family has died in Naples and everyone was sad um, there were no people uh, you know saying something bad about Maradona in the last three days while you know you, you can argue that especially mm-hmm. uh, especially in the last 20 years of his life um, so I think um, it was very emotional what happened in the last days and uh, it's like as I said uh, one of your closest uh, Um, part of your family has passed away. Mm. That's the feeling we have right now in Italy.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can can completely imagine that. (laughs) Uh, So, he joins Napoli in 84 from Barcelona. Um, Maybe you could start off by giving us some background on what Naples was like as a city then, what Napoli were like as a club and... (laughs) And maybe even talk about that that divide between north and south because that was so pronounced at yeah, the time yeah
1: that, that's that's the I think that's the all connected what you said um, you can say that we can say that uh, Naples was a poor city compared to other big cities in Italy but that's also now I mean it's not that different not that changed. Too much in the, in the in the in the last three years, so it's a city like all the um, poor city. I think it's too much because it's not like third third world country, you know, in Italy. But you know, compared to Milan, Turin, even Rome, uh, it's not a wealth wealth city where all, a lot of people are wealthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, there are a lot of. Um, division also in the city. Like there is a one part of the city who, who is very rich. Um, the, for example, the owner of Napoli is rich, you know, that's mm-hmm. why he bought Maradona back in the days. Uh, but then there is also a, a mm-hmm. huge part of the city, that, the, I think the, the, the majority of the city, who, who lived in poverty, basically. And uh, that that's also the part of the city who is also much more connected to the to the ma- mafia down there, who is called Camorra. Um, because uh, you know when there is no the state there is the Camorra intervening that's also happening right now with the coronavirus crisis with the economic crisis you know uh, because families don't have money and so the mafia arrives give the money and so they have one family for them i mean that's uh, very complicated to explicate but i mm. think it's uh, we have to we have to mention that because maradona also um, you know it was part of this world so we have also to say the bad parts of maradona of course mm. and um, so na- napoli as a club, uh, wasn't like a big club. It wasn't. Uh, you know, the, back in the days, uh, uh, Juventus, uh, Intern, AC Milan, uh, uh, also, Rome and El Lazio, because they won also Scudettos back in the time, they were dominating the, 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 the Serie A. And Napoli wasn't part of this game, was just part, was just one of the clubs who was always in the middle, you know, and uh, going, relegating Serie B some, some, some season, then going up, uh, you know, but never really fighting to win so when maradona arrived everything changed <laughs>
0: well, and i'm am i right in thinking that no team from the south had won the scudetto before uh before napoli
1: that's true. If you say south uh,
0: outside uh, downside um, uh, Roma, mm-hmm. Rome, mm-hmm. yes, you're right. Okay, so yeah. So, so Syria at the time, um, I'm guessing, it's, like you say, was dominated by the bigger teams up north, the Juventus, the, um, the you know the Milan's, that sort of thing. Right? Yeah,
1: and th- that that also was a, a sort of you know uh, enemy for 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 these people because you know uh, the the big rich spenders owners were all in the north. Uh, uh, if you think about uh, uh, Inter, AC Milan, Berlusconi didn't arrive yet at, at mm. AC Milan, but you know uh, AC Milan wasn't really in, in good shape. So maybe it's not the, the best team to mention. But the biggest example is Juventus, for sure. The Agnelli family was always there, so they always, you know, they were connected to the to the to, the, to Fiat. So you know, uh, so, um, that that was uh, um, embracing the power. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah and uh, so Maradona when he arrived he completely changed the situation and he said I am the man of the people and we are gonna fight the power and we are gonna win against the rich and the power of this country so him- you mean you know that's that's something else. It's not just football, you
0: know. No, that's I mean? and this is the point. This is the point that we were making yesterday when we were talking about him. That he sort of he went beyond football. Like one of those few people who really went beyond football and touched every corner of the world, which is really amazing for one person to be able to be able to do. You know, the,
1: in these days, uh, the, the 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 picture that amazed me most was the one in Syria. I don't know if you saw it. There was in Syria, in the middle of nowhere, in the oh. middle of no- a country which is destroyed right now, Mm -hmm. there was a Morales of Maradona. And that's, I mean, that's really you understand why he is something else. Mm. Everyone in the world knows the name of Maradona. Maybe they never, they they don't know anything about football but they they know the name. You know what I mean? Um. Even more than Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi because Maradona was something else, was something else, I th- in my opinion. I mean, I'm not a, a, a Napoli fan, you know that, so I'm not uh, <laughs> one. Uh, and I also wrote that in, in my social media that I ne- never really understood the legacy of Maradona until he died. And that's very sad from one side because, you know, I when people die, you realize something else always. Mm. And this particular case, I'm sure most of the people, like me, myself also, really understood what Maradona was. And what he meant to people. And what he meant to people. And also if you see Buenos Aires, Argentina, Napoli, two two cities in particular, which are Buenos Aires and Napoli, who were completely shocked by this news. Mm. Complete yesterday in in Buenos Aires there were three kilometers of line to see for the last time, Maradona. I mean, it's it's crazy. Not even my dad. You know, my dad is a is um uh, he, he always follow like a, uh, for example the Mandela mm. the Mandela funeral, the, uh, all these big events. He told me I never seen something
0: like this in my life. Never, crazy. So, Um, given the poverty of the city, then, um, as you mentioned before, um, how are they able to afford the world's most expensive player? How did did this? (laughs) Who paid for him? How did this work? Okay,
1: okay. There are two big factors to consider here. First of all, I mean, the owner of Napoli wasn't of the poor side of the city, so of course he had money. He wasn't that rich, but he had money. But as we say today in transfers, and you know I like transfers, so I I also studied the transfer of Maradona, um, it's so crucial the will of the player. There is an interview of Maradona of, I think, uh, 1980, Mm -hmm. who says to to an Italian newspaper, uh, if there is a team he would like to join one day in Italy, and Italy Back in the time, the Serie A was like the NBA right now. So like a player who goes to the most important league in the world. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, right now it's it's completely different. Mm. It's really like the NBA, like a player who goes to the NBA. It's the dream for a player. Uh, So he said, Napoli. And you, you, you can tell me why, uh, for two reasons, because he met one person, and that's the dad of uh, Gianluca Di Marzio, you know, the transfer oh, market expert. Really? He was the, he was the one who, who convinced Maradona to join Napoli, his dad, uh, before when, he, when Maradona was playing in Argentina, so we're talking about many years before, uh, so he remembered this. And also he know he knew the situation You know of a, of a poor city, of a poor club that wanted to win something. And Maradona comes from uh, um, from a very small neighborhood of Buenos Aires, Villa Fiorito, who is one of the poorest part of the city.
0: That, so, that shouldn't
1: be underestimated. That was
0: extreme poverty that he grew up extreme in. Extreme
1: poverty. If you, if, I don't know if you watched uh, the documentary of Costuriza, and if you didn't, uh, and all the listeners, I recom- recommend it. Mm. He goes there after fifteen years, and uh, he's like. Uh, That's the reason I didn't go here, because I needed to to fight something for, but it's better to imagine the poverty than seeing the poverty. But he had this in his mind. He had this all the time, you know, thinking about that he was coming from there. So, of course, he was living a crazy life, a rich life. Um, um, Back in the times, was, of course, a lot of money compared Mm -hmm. to now, not Mm -hmm. not much, but, you know. um, But he always had this in his mind, you know, fighting for something. That's why he had a tattoo of Che Guevara or mm-hmm. he was friend of Fidel Castro. He was a controversial person and player of course, but he was fighting for something,
0: that's for sure. And they I mean you see it from those first press conferences and when he's unveiled at the at the stadium, he's almost instantly a god at Napoli. Yes,
1: yes, I'm, I'm uh, absolutely. Because uh, he gave something to the Napoli people that probably nobody did in their life before, which is hope. For the first time, a lot of people in the whole city were convinced that they could win something with Maradona and convinced that they had a voice. Because through Maradona, Napoli had a voice in the society, in life, in the world. So um, it was like a, a revenge of a whole city. And also the people who you know didn't need that because of course it's not just a city of poor people. Napoli, mm. I'm not saying that. Even the people who you know didn't care about the economic part or, or the you know the, the, the this side, they were caring about football. They mm. were caring about you know maybe we can win something with Maradona, and uh, so there was he was combining a lot of things and uh, everyone had a reason to you know to 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 feel him like a
0: god in a way mm. uh, yeah it's just astounding and you know he's just doing keepy uppies and everybody's going absolutely wild for him yeah. <laughs> um and the, he did bring success but it wasn't instant they didn't, They what they think, they came eighth in his first season, third in the second, and then he eventually yes. turned it around, right?
1: Yes, I mean, uh, Napoli was a good team, but it wasn't like a super team. So, like, he was basically alone doing everything. <laughs> and that's something that makes him even more extraordinary to me, because if I think about uh, uh, examples of amazing players that we have right now. Of course, I'm thinking about Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo as first. I'm always thinking that they had a team and they always had a team. If you think about Barcelona, Juventus, Real Madrid, who are like, you know, if they probably could win even without them, honestly. And that's not the case of Maradona. Maradona win won everything without a team that could win everything. And that it's even more applicable to the World Cup of 1986, which is for me the most extraordinary things he did because that team wasn't great and he actually won alone. And uh, you know that well, I think. (laughs) Mm,
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) I've seen seen that all right. Um, Is there, I mean, is there a way to almost quantify what he did for the club because there's no really modern day equivalent of, of exactly what he did I, I, sort, I, of thought, I sort of thought along the, the miracle lines of Leicester but even then it's, it's bigger I th- than that Ian I think, I think
1: we cannot apply Diego Armando Maradona to football uh, <laughs> I, and I'm not kidding I think we can apply in sport and I can tell you maybe it can be comparable to Muhammad Ali in a way it's, he's on that level
0: he is I on that level.
1: Yeah, he's in the level. He's on that level Mohamed Ali, uh, Ayrton Senna, but not even like um, I think we are, we are talking about uh, uh, because there is also the dark side of Maradona who makes him you know uh, very different from the others because mm. it's not like he was just the best player, an amazing person. He did everything right outside the pitch. No, absolutely no. That's why he died at 60 also because mm. he did a crazy life.
0: Mm. And, but that's uh, what made him relatable as well, Francesco. Right? That's what. Yeah, that's what. Yes. That's what sort of elevated his hero status, so that you could see his faults, and you could see that okay, he had this amazing talent, but also he, you know, he makes mistakes like the rest of people. He's not like he's a god, but you know, but with with faults, he make I think he's like a mortal god, <laughs> uh, one of
1: those gods that you can relate to, and uh, because it's much more human than others, because when you see like uh, there are some episodes that are, I can tell you one episode about his time at Na- Napoli that I think explain really well w- what's the meaning of Maradona for Napoli. Okay, uh, was after six months he arrived, so at the beginning of his career Napoli, mm. and uh, one of his teammates had a friend in one, a small town outside Napoli. Uh, they had like a disease that he needed to cure, didn't have money to do that. So they asked Maradona to do like a uh, a, fr- a friendly game to support this, this person and you know raise money for this cause. Um, so okay, Maradona said of course immediately yes, okay it's fine, let's do it. But they needed to talk to the Napoli president, Ferlaino, who you know spends as you know, good money to have mm. Maradona. And uh, Ferrarino immediately said, "No, no way. I mean, we are not going to do that. We can raise something else, do something else, but there is no chance you, Maradona, are going to play in that small city with another team. No, no, absolutely no." And Maradona said, "You don't tell me what I have to do. <laughs> I do it." <laughs> so basically, what he has done, he paid himself the assurance, which he which was. Um, uh, A lot of money for the time was 12 million Lira, which is, uh, uh, I mean, 12 million Lira is uh, I would say right now, 6,000, 10,000 euros, I would say something else, which, you know, for a player like in the time wasn't like a nothing, it was still a a good amount of money. And um, basically what he has done, he went to this small town, Uh, it was a rainy day. There is the video on YouTube, so you you can go and watch it, it's amazing. and uh, the, um, basically, he played with uh, with this team in the mud because it was rainy, it was it was crazy, and uh, the 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 weather was to- totally a disaster. And he played the game like uh, like any other game, and that's the, the, the incredible thing of Maradona because he played the game as it was a serious game, and that's why that's where he, he tried for the first time the goal of the century. There is the video of him trying to do the, the goal he scored against England two years later in the World Cup Oof. and you can see him there uh, before the game, you know, in the, between the cars, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> doing the, the warm up with the other, with the other mm-hmm. Napoli players and it was like in a town of 5,000 people and that's made the day of everyone who was there. There is the video on YouTube and really, really go to watch it because mm-hmm. it's you really understand what Maradona was for, for, for them. And then, like another thing that I, I really love about the, the connection between Maradona and the city, is when they won the first scudetto. And um, there is a a picture of some Napoli fan who went to the cemetery of he uh, I think it was his parents or something like that, and he put like a, a uh, he put on the on the grave written. What have you
0: missed? <laughs> oh, I love that story. That's one of my favorite football stories. And that's amazing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everything about that is just absolutely brilliant. Um yeah they're going it to it sounds like they're going to name the stadium after him too is that. Is that a done deal? Yeah I
1: think that's going to happen in 10 days okay. I mean the, the fans already named it after Maradona <laughs> there is already already the, uh, the yesterday they named it outside they put like a, something written this is the Diego Armando Maradona stadium so I mean there is no no discussion
0: <laughs> uh, Just a final question for, from my uh, from my side Francesco uh, given his status in the city and and it, it must have been really intense for him to live there could he could he even go outside because it must because Napoli is not a huge city let's say
1: um, I mean M- Napoli is a chaotic city uh, yeah th- that's that's for sure but but uh, <sighs> I mean we all know that he the the, the, the flaws Maradona had in his career in his life uh, uh, the cocaine side the drugs uh, the alcohol and um, you know Napoli was the beginning of his of his end uh, from one side because was also uh, the, the peak of his career but also the beginning of his end because then you know he had connections with um, uh, with some camorra families uh, that you know that was like it wasn't I don't think he was like it's his fault because I think he was bit more like he was too, you know, fragile to, uh, from a human side to, to defend himself. And when you, and when you go in, in a, in a circle where, you know, you are invited in, you know, weddings, uh, uh celebrations, birthdays, and he, he, he was part of the war of the mafia war, you know, because. Mafia families I say mafia Because it's It's easy to Mm -hmm. To recognize The Camorra Is the right way To say that Because it's the Is the name of the Mafia in Napoli So the Camorra families Were uh, Fighting Maradona Because they were saying We are friends of Maradona Because that gave Power to To the family To the Camorra family You know what I mean Mm -hmm. So they were paying him To go to birthdays To go to weddings To shoot a uh, A video A picture Uh, There are There is a There is a there are pictures of him with a lot of Camorra representatives, and you know they were giving him cocaine. Um, so you know he he became part of this you know world that uh, completely destroyed him, and uh, that's the that's the Maradona. But I don't like to you know divide the Maradona as a man and the Maradona as a player, because Maradona was everything. You know what I mean? People who say, uh, "Okay, the Maradona player was the best in the world, but the Maradona was a person was uh, was terrible. He did the terrible things." You cannot accept that because Maradona was everything. Maradona was all the parts together. Uh, I mean, I love the Guardiola sentence of yesterday when he says, "Doesn't matter what you've done in your life, Diego. It matters what you have done to our lives." And that's, you know, uh, completely changed the point of views. And I really agree with Pep Guardiola
0: um, saying that. I think that's the perfect way to sum it up. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Francesco. Thank you. Thank you.